end episode 105 of Fired Up. Check us out at FiredUpSports.com. I'm Mark Leto. Joining me as always, Dom Console. Dom, how you doing tonight? What's up, man? How are you? Um, I'm doing great. There's a lot of lot of good stuff to talk about this week. Um, I mean, we're, we'll get to it, obviously, but like Howie Roseman, everybody's anointing him as like the greatest GM ever. He, he was up to you know his usual shenanigans this weekend. Um, we'll talk about it. Also, have the Sixers in a, in, a, in a big game one against the Celtics tonight. Yeah, um, you 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 might you might have to carry us tonight because I, I I have this on as we're watching. So, um, <laughs> we, we, you might have to fill in a lot of dead air. So, okay, it sounds good. I'll, I'll do my best. I'm also watching. It. I'm kind of flipping between that and the uh, game seven of the Devils Rangers. What's that look like right now? Nothing. Nothing after one. Okay. So. A um, lot, lot of big, like, a uh, lot of stuff going on in hockey. Obviously, Flyers aren't in it, but, like, the Game 7s on Sunday night were incredible. I'm not sure how that puck went in, honestly. Um, you're the talking Boston about game. the Boston one? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how that, that puck went in. I'm I don't know, either. I don't know either. I don't know either, to be honest. It was very, like, reminiscent of 2010 yeah. Flyers, Flyers Blackhawks. Dude, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just, I'm, like, sitting there watching, like, watching it live. I'm like... How did that just? How did that get through and then into the net? I don't know. It was crazy. It was, and Boston, the you know the Boston Bruins have like one of the greatest seasons in the history of the sport. The greatest, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, the great. I think yeah, they broke the the win record here. <laughs> um, right, and they lose in the first round. Yeah. So sports, sports are crazy, especially hockey. But we'll get into everything. Before then, before before that, I tell everybody about our sponsor. Playoffs? You talking about playoffs? That's right. The playoffs are here, and your friends are uh, your friends at Manscaped are here too, and they're making sure your balls are more are as kissable as the Stanley Cup. Uh, whether you're an NBA or an NHL guy, you want to give your Nuggets the best Clippers to rid them of pubes um, and help them see the summer sun. Don't let your little devils go wild. Use the lawnmower 4.0 and get your boys as smooth as jazz. You can have the balls of kings by going to Manscaped.com and using our code Fired Up for twenty percent off plus free shipping. Um, Manscaped is a champion of men's grooming. You know why they call their staple product the Performance Package 4.0? Because it's the best way to get your body ready for elite playoff level performance. The full package is stacked with the best of the best. It starts with the Lawnmower 4.0. These Lawnmower 4.0s are the greatest pube warriors to make. Uh, they make the body hair removal as easy as a Steph Curry three pointer. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0 doesn't only make you easy on the eyes, but easy on the skin with a skin safe technology that reduces your playoffless. Knicks and cuts. Oh, that's a that's a tough uh, tough jab right there to the Knicks. Uh, Manscaped has been working hard and growing up the new and approved Weed Whacker 2.0 with a better shape and motor. There's no question the Weed Whacker 2.0 uh, for nose and ear is the most improved player of the year. They cap the performance package off with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to keep you fresh, even though the sweetest. Even through the sweetest Game 7s. But that's not all Manscaped has. Uh, two free throw-ins, a travel bag to hold your goodies, and a pair of anti-chafe boxers. Perfect for watching or playing sports. Plus, for all you playoff beard bros out there, Manscaped now, has now has the beard products with their Beard Hedger Pro kit. This kit has balm, shampoo, conditioner, and oils that you need to, uh, to keep presentable and comfortable through the push and the trimmer. Uh, and the trimmer you need when it's finally time for a cut. You get 20% off and free shipping with the code FIREDUP at manscaped.com. It's 20% off and free shipping with the code FIREDUP at manscaped.com. Pick a winner, hit the playoff push, and use Manscaped, use Manscaped to shave that bush. That was a, uh, was a lot of, a lot of uh, name puns that kind of threw me off there. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So that, yeah. Was, that was a tough one. Um, we didn't even mention it in the intro, 
but Don brings it up here. Harper, Bryce Harper. I guess we can kind of leave with this because there really isn't much here. But uh, but Bryce Harper in the lineup. It's all been all but confirmed. I think I don't think they've officially confirmed it, but it's reported he will make his return to the Phillies lineup Tuesday night in Los Angeles against the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, um, it, it kind of sucks that it comes on a night where you know the game starts at ten o'clock. Yeah. Um, it's still exciting to see though. I I'll be at the game Friday actually. Oh, will you? Because yeah. that was that was like what the, the game they were talking about of possibly being his first back, right? Yeah, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, one, yeah. one of those games. Yeah, I'll be there Friday, so that'll be fun. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, listen, coming back tomorrow, I, I guess it's 159 days was today, and I think yeah, I think 160 will be tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes, yeah, I believe so. So, uh, you know, I, we've said it, built different. <laughs> he, he, he. I am definitely not built like that. So, uh, you know, listen. It's it's just, I I was I was fired up today when when I read that news. Yep. Yeah, because like I, the last couple of days we were kind of they kind of reported that he's gonna see a doctor on Monday and could possibly get cleared for Tuesday, and it just kind of happened quickly because like originally I think everybody was targeting the Friday return, but the fact that it's happening even before that is kind of wild, right. especially when the initial timeline was like the All Star break. It's like yeah. that's like two months away. Right. Right. The the initial uh like you said, the initial date coming back after the all star break and then him playing the field late August. And obviously he's not gonna play the field, he's gonna DH, but like right. who knows, maybe by the by the all star break he's playing the field. So Yeah. I mean um, it's not impossible at this point. Yeah. Listen, if they're not concerned and he's not concerned and he's hundred percent and and they're there he's had multiple which I'm sure he has had multiple uh um Sorry, I'm watching this game. Multiple uh, uh, people look at it and confirm that he's ready to come back. You know, fire him in. Let's do it. Exactly. I'm not a doctor. Who am not I to say either. if he's coming back early or not? You know what I mean? Right. Who, are, who are any of us to say if he's coming back too early or not? Right. You know, if the doctors think he's coming back, that's fine. I'm, I'm and listen, I'm I'm also cool with him just like sliding feet first. If he's concerned about that, I, I you know, I'll take it, you know. For what it is like, yeah, totally. You know, but I don't know. I, I'm excited. Oh, for sure, especially because like the Phillies. I mean, they've been better of late. You win one, you win one against the Astros. Win a series against the Astros, but they. I mean, they need they need more. Um, so it's really nice having him and and kind of insert him back into the lineup. Right, right. So I think uh, I think um Turner's DHing tonight. Oh, was he really? Yeah, I believe so. Huh. I haven't looked at the lineup tonight because obviously the late start. I didn't really see the lineup get released. Um hold on, I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up here. I believe fly. he's he's hitting second, DHing. I think Sosa's playing short. Um Bowman's is playing third. Correct. Turner Turner is DH. Yeah, so Stott leading off at second. Turner DH. Uh Schwarber left, Cassiano's right, Marsh center, Realmuto catch, Bohm third, Clemens first. Sosa short. Yep. I imagine they keep the lineup with Stott Turner as one two, Schwarber as the three. I, th- I think I think I I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying I think I think Harper. I think they move him in the four hole. If he did it in the playoffs. I I just think I really? that's what I think they're gonna do. I'm I not would, saying I agree with it. I'm just saying I think yeah, I, I'd I rather Harper be three. Yeah, I, I mean, I I would even be fine with keeping Castellanos at four because Castellanos like. I'm here for the Castellanos Revenge Tour. He looks great so far this season. Yeah. I'm fine keeping him at four. 
Harper a three, moving Schwarber down the lineup to five or six. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I agree with that. I just, I just have a feeling we're gonna look at the lineup tomorrow, and it's gonna be Turner, Stott, or Stott, Turner. Um, Schwarber, I do like that part of the way the one two Stott Turner. I like either of them hitting one two. It doesn't matter to me personally. Oh, because yeah, I know when we when they got Turner, um, we kind of talked about you know Turner being the prototypical leadoff guy this team's been missing, but he hasn't been all that spectacular. He's been well, okay, yeah. but yeah. he hasn't been great. Even defensively, he hasn't been like. And again, I, I've said on the show before, like he's not this defensive wizard. He he was of the four guys, he was probably the least um, uh, gifted defensive shortstop, I, I guess. Uh, still very good defensively, but. Um, he, he's been, he's, he's, he's kind of made me scratch my head a couple times, probably, probably a little bit too much defensively. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's his first 10 games, he was great. And since then it's just been a little 10 or 12 games. It's been a little concerning. Um, but it's April, well, it's May now, but, uh, yeah. it, it was April. It was April. Um, once the, I, that's the thing, like once the weather starts to, 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 to heat up a little bit, I think he'll be all right. I, I still keep him in that two hole. Well, that's that's the one thing is I did hear the similar thing about specifically Turner. I forget who mentioned that where I heard it, but it's about the weather and oh, it's cold right now. When the weather heats up, he'll be better. That concerns me because this team is supposed to be built for October right. when it is cold, when the when the the, the summer months go away. So like, does that mean the bash is going to disappear sure. in October? No. Uh, my my thought is is that. He's gonna play four or five months in the, in the heat, and hopefully continue it into the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So I I just you know it's April. There's, there's a lot of guys that don't play totally. well in April. Not totally. Um. I remember like Mark Teixeira was like one of those guys where like in April he was just like he was just as good as Jay Cave. Like <laughs> you know. Um. <laughs> right. I, I'm not too concerned with Turner. I think I think he'll figure it out. Uh. Oh, I think he will too. But, it's year but, one of a ten year deal or eleven whatever. It was right. Be. Right. Um. But I like those guys one or two. I mean, obviously, like we, like you said, we we were hoping he was the leadoff guy this year. But uh, um, Stotts really, really, really He's having such a great year. Yeah, totally. and um, so I, I mean, listen, ride the hot hand, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and Stotts kind of earned that. But and at some point, you know, if Stott cools off and and Turner starts to get going and be the Turner that we know that he can be. He, I mean, he could easily go right back to the number one. Yeah, hole. for sure. So, all right. Did you have anything else, uh, Phillies? You want to kind of talk about? I don't really plan to start with them, but um, listen, man, the bullpen is is doing great things still. Yep. Um, Harper comes back tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, like it, was, you said, we, it still hasn't yeah. been confirmed by the team, right? But uh, um, speaking of pitching, though, it it was really nice to see uh, Nola and Wheeler both yes. look. Damn good against a really good Astros team. Nola Nola had two good starts in a row. I mean, obviously his last one was great, but uh, yeah. I thought I thought the start before was was actually um, pretty decent. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, it, it's it's very encouraging to see them step up a little bit. Um, and then the bullpen, like I said, Harper coming back, and um, you know, I, I, I'm excited. In our group chat, you you mentioned it a little bit, but when when Rangers ready to come back. Um, a lot of people, I think the debate's kind of who's the number five starter, Strom, Falter. I know Strom was brought in to be a reliever. I don't know how you could take him out of the rotation. No, you can't. Though. I really can't. don't. I, I texted you guys that. I said, yeah. I, I, all these people that are saying Falter's the guy, he's, he's the guy that's going to stay in the rotation, I don't understand it. Um, 
No, and listen, they've got so much more out of Falter the past season and a half than I expected sure. them to get. But right now, Strom gives you the best chance to win. Right. As your every fifth it, starter. It's like Alvarado being the late eighth, ninth inning guy. You ride the hot hand. I think you just ride Strom until he doesn't have it anymore. And then you and then you if 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 he starts to lose it, you bring in Falter. Dude, Strom has pitched really, really well this year. Really well. Yeah. And I don't understand how like the consensus is that like it it's not him. Like <laughs> that it is yeah. Falter. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's us. I don't know. Well, I, the one argument that I did hear was like his arm is more valuable, you know, in a bullpen role where you're gonna see him more often than every five days. Right. But but what but like I don't know. Not I, that I, I agree with that. No, 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 no. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I, what, what, I, I don't know. I just, I just, like I said, you ride the hot hand, and I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's going to, like, I know right now, I know right now that he's good every five days. I think the bullpen is so good right now that him starting every fifth day is the best option for the Phillies. Personally. I agree. I and, just, and- I, I just, you know, I just, just with how good the bullpen is and, 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 um, how good he's been every fifth day. Uh, that's that's my answer. No, I agree. To whoever says that, I agree. And um, I just lost train of thought. Yeah, that doesn't happen to me often. No, it's fine. Um, I don't remember what I was gonna say. But it's it's oh, I, what I was gonna say is if he does, pardon the pun. If he does falter a little bit, <laughs> um, <laughs> then you could then you go out and either, either bring falter in to be the fifth starter, right. or you go out and find somebody via trade. Like the trade market's still always going to be there, where you're possibly bringing somebody in. No, I mean the only thing is like you're not really expecting a Strom to be in the rotation. I don't think come playoff time. Like he's right. going to go to the bullpen. You're going to run a th- four man rotation, or they're going to bring mean, another guy in, or bring another guy in to. Ho- I mean, yeah, I mean you really could bring in a three in to kind of I guess bump or bring a four in to bump uh, Walker back to a to your right. fifth spot to your fifth role because like. A, uh, what is what is Walker? Uh, he's okay. He's had some. He has some moments. He has some good moments. Has some bad moments. He's he's a type of guy that I've seen this year, at least this year, that uh, it's he'll have four or five really good innings and one really bad inning. Yeah. Um. Also, too, like I don't know, like I I, I kind of loved like we're talking about players. I kind of loved Ranger coming in out of the bullpen, like here and there. Like I don't know. I, I think that shit works, you know. I'm not saying that's you know I, I I just think I think the way that they managed it last year was as best as you're gonna get and um, even if they have to have Ranger come out of the bullpen in the playoffs, totally and so. it could work. We saw it last yeah. year. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on to some Eagles. So big weekend for the Birds. Um, I it, you know I know Chris is dealing with some stuff. Really wish he was here. He's a big he's a big prospect guy. He knows way more about yeah. these guys than I'm sure either of us do. But um. Let's let's kind of jump right into it. So the night of the draft comes. I guess we kind of go right to to pick number one. Um, they so he gets to pick number seven, or I lied. He gets to pick number eight, right? Falcons. Where are the Falcons sitting? Seven, or eight. eight. Yep, they're eight. Yeah, they're they're sitting at eight. They get the guy that you I know you were you know not that fond of them taking. <laughs> Bijan Robinson goes, and at that point you're like, oh, this seems like it's going Jalen Carter all the way for the Eagles. Like it's. That's the only guy on their list at this point. At least we, we assume so. Um, so then they make the trade with the Bears. Trade off from 10 to 9. Pick Jalen Carter. Um, cost, uh, cost them, I think, a fourth round their next year in order to, to move up to one spot. Yep. Um, I'm perfectly fine. I know people saying, well, why do you, the, the Bears weren't going to take him? Why trade up? It's like, well, no, but the Bears could have taken another offer from somebody else right. who would have taken him. 
Um, because the whole, I mean, the whole league knew that the Eagles were going to take Jalen Carter. Like it was pretty, it was pretty much known fact that he wasn't getting past ten, wasn't getting past ten. So they take their guy, and I mean, by all accounts, seems like the best talent in the draft that they get at nine. Um, defensive tackle, obviously from Georgia, they're going to keep that. That's going to be a, a theme throughout the draft, really. Georgia, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a well it's a huge, uh, the, huge, huge player. The, the, the thing that I love about Carter the most is, is he's not just a defensive tackle. Like he's not just a nose tackle. He's he's a guy. He's he's like the current NFL where it's the Mike the Michael Parsons and the 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 Aaron Donalds that just move all over the line. Um, he he's going to be that type of guy. Um, and there are some questions with him. I like I will say that. In terms of uh, well, I mean, I think legally, I think everything's kind of cleared up. But I know um, there's been some questions raised about like is he remorseful of of his actions off the field or there's also I'm on the field there's talks that he's lazy and has a doesn't have a great work ethic I'm sure those questions at some point whether it's September October like whenever it happens I'm sure they'll get answered right I hope that's not the case but talent wise the, the Eagles I mean made the right pick well, it, it's it's also kind of the same – well, not the same argument, but like the argument last year with, with Jordan Davis was he takes plays off, he, he's not all the way there committed, blah, 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 blah. And uh, obviously he didn't have the rookie season we all wanted him to. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. But, um, you know, coming into a group with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, um, you know, Hassan Reddick. Coming in, coming into a group with with guys like that can teach you how to be a pro. Um, and and guys that he's familiar with, right? Like exactly. Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, right? And their pick thirty, Nolan Smith, right? Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, I I I I am I'm, I'm here for the uh the, the gamble. Yeah. Oh, totally. And it's it's definitely <laughs> he's worth too the, good not to. It's de- yeah, it's worth the gamble. Exactly. Um, but then we kind of roll right, roll right around the, to, to, to pick 30, uh, Nolan Smith. I mentioned him earlier, but, uh, it's a guy that like a lot of guy, a lot of people pre- like coming into the draft said he was like one of the top five defensive players of the draft. Like, right. A lot of people thought he, he could go in the top 10. Oh a lot, yeah. A lot, a lot of people, people had to go to the Eagles at 10. Right. Yeah. A lot of people said that like Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith are top 10 players in the draft and they got them at nine and 30. I read something that Howie got offers a ton of like a ton of phone calls for that thirtieth pick, and they were so shocked that Nolan Smith was there that that he was just like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not taking. I don't care who who's calling for what. We're taking this guy." Um, but wow, I'm watching. Sorry. Uh, yeah, watching, I, what, what watching, just happened? I'm watching. I'm watching uh, uh, Rivers go nuts. Um, but um, what happened? Oh, he grabbed him. Um, yeah, anyway, what were we, what were we talking about here? Nolan Smith. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I, I you know, uh, they, they were, I think it was around like pick 25 or 26 that they were like, wow, this guy's actually, this guy, not only is our first guy slipping to us, but our second guy on the board is slipping to us. So I, I, you know, I, I really, I really like that. It's not, it's not very much a Howie thing to do, um, which I'm very surprised with, but, uh, I was half right. They, they moved up, um, to get the first guy. I just thought they were going to trade the other pick. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think really any of us expected them to to pick to have two picks in the first right. round. Right. We thought one of them were going to trade out of, and I yeah, for know. sure. But um, and then we kind of move along here. Round number two, pick sixty-five. 
they take uh, Tyler Steen, li- uh, blind, offensive lineman out of Bama. Um, I was really, really hoping, and it, it was tough to get to because it was the end of the second round, but Branch, I think if Nolan Smith wasn't there, Branch was probably going to be the guy or close to it or mo- at least moving back a few spots for him. Um, I was really hoping for him, but you know what? I, I like everything with the Steen kid too because he could play anywhere on the line, well, guard or tackle. Um, it sounds he, he's a guy. He's a guy that might be able to slide over when when Lane retires. So it's, who knows? And it sounds like he could be like competing for the right guard spot like this year, yeah. like right. with Cam Jurgens. Kind of a battle to see who should take um, say Malu's spot. Right. We love that too. <laughs> yeah, you know, a, totally. a nice battle. Yeah, I love love competition. Um. And then uh, one pick later, around th- it started around three. Safety Sidney Brown from Illinois. Um, I once I get to this part of the draft, I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about yeah. any of these players. But the one thing I will say when reading up on 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 Sidney Brown seems like a, a nice athlete, but seems like he can't tackle for shit. So, did you did you hear about what? I I don't know. I I, I did not watch watch one second of Illinois this year. Apparently, their secondary is really good because three of the four guys went in the top three rounds or whatever it was. And one of them was a top five pick. So like um, what I, what I read about him was he was a red pick or a red, a red flag or, or whatever, whatever they do. No, no, no. I think they, I think the Eagles call them a red pick. I could, I could be saying that wrong, but what basically what that means is he was, he was a unanimous red pick. Um, Essentially everybody. And he was the only guy this year that everybody in the Eagles, um, the scouting department said they liked him. Like they, they all said that he was the right pick at that point. So listen, you got a, you got a group of, of people who, wh- whether it's 10 people or 30 people, I don't know how many people are in the scouting department, but like you got a group of people that all say that he is a, Sidney Brown was a passion player for a lot of people in his organization. He was a red star guy. Red and star. I think, That's what it is. I think just a tremendous person with obviously really good athletic tools, leadership ability. And for us, just excited to get him in the building. Uh, a red star guy. What does that mean? Uh, that's a guy who kind of exemplifies what it, what it means to be an Eagle. So it's great character, captain, testing numbers, intelligence, plays the way it should be played, practices the way it should be played. Yeah, and I think I think everybody in the depart in the scouting department was basically on board, like which is very rare when 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 a group of, you know, when it comes to the third round at least, not 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 so much the first round, but like I don't know, I think that says something. All right. Uh, when I asked for some examples of previous Red Star players, Rosen named Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson. Yeah, who were both first and second round picks. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I think this is a third round pick here. Yeah, true. I don't know. I, I I don't know anything about him. I don't know about his tackling. I don't know about his coverage skills. I don't know anything about that. But um, yeah, I just read. He it. I seems just read like it. a just, good. Yeah, yeah no, he sorry, seems, he seems just, like a good kid. Yeah, totally. And I just read a stat. I, I I don't exactly where the number was. I could find it. Um, but it was something about like tackling percentage, and he like missed a lot of tackles last year. And yeah, that that part of the game concerns me because like, uh, talent still goes a long way over. The leadership ability and the, the him being a good guy and things like right. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we'll see. I mean, uh, there's there's an open spot there at safety, so like he could theoretically 
battle for a position. I don't know how good sure. he is. Hopefully, he's not the next. Um, who's who's the guy from Syracuse? It was a Syracuse. Kevon Wallace. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Clemson. Clemson. Okay, it's different. Different color orange. Yeah, um, still orange. I mean, I yeah, right. Exactly. I knew it was orange. Um, uh, so hopefully it's not another him. I know everybody when they pick Kevon Wallace was really high on him. So right. hopefully it's you me. Know, it goes <laughs> right. He's, I thought orange. he was like a second round pick. Yeah, took him in the fourth, but um, right. Um, then moving around, moving right along, uh, round four, pick one hundred five, cornerback uh, Kelly Ringo out of. You'd be shocked, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna have a defense full of Georgia and an offense full of Alabama. Listen, I'm fine with that. I was gonna like, say, <laughs> like, like we we talk about the years of drafting, you know, um, uh, Jalen Rager and these guys are like uh, North Dakota State, like the, the out of these random ass schools. JJ Ortega Whiteside in the yeah. second round from Stanford. Yeah, get these guys from Alabama, Georgia. Like, get the big schools that constantly win every year. Yeah, and that's—I mean—that's what he's done the last couple of drafts. Shit, I'll even take Ohio State, like <laughs> if it's not a quarterback. I was gonna say, except quarterback. Yeah, Ohio State quarterbacks are not good. But Kelly Ringo—I mean, do you know anything about Ke- uh, Kelly Ringo? Uh, I know that he's a—he's a—he's a longer guy, a longer body, um, a guy that could could possibly compete for that safety spot. Um, okay. He's—he—he—he uh, he, he made some big plays. Uh, I think he had the game-winning uh, pick six uh, two years ago in the national championship um, okay. against Alabama. Um, but just, just I thought he was a guy that was going to be a second-round t- steal. <laughs> we yeah. we take him in the fourth. Um, right. So uh, obviously, time will tell with these, especially with these late-round picks. But uh, yeah, I think I think he's going to be a guy that that competes for the safety spot and or. You know, I don't. I don't think he's going to be a nickel guy, but like, you know, if if Slayer Bradbury go down, he might be. He might be the next guy up. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then and I'm, uh, I was distracted with his game, so I don't even know if you said dude it, Harden like, just cannot miss. But uh, he's he's been on fire tonight. Um, but you uh. But but obviously you know Slay and and Bradbury aren't getting any younger, so like this is a guy that you could kind of build up to be a part of your secondary in the future, right? So, all right. So moving along, round six, pick one eighty eight, quarterback. I don't think anybody really expected a quarterback in this draft, but uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't turn out the way Jalen Hurts did because that would be a bad thing for Jalen Hurts. <laughs> um, quarterback Tanner McKee out of Stanford. Um, I mean, Stanford has had a kind of a history of a quarterback. Isn't that where Luck went? Wasn't Luck? Luck went to Stanford. Stanford guy? Yeah. Yep. There you go. Um, I'm curious, like, because I feel like they usually don't carry three quarterbacks. So I wonder if this is like a practice squad kind of guy. I, I don't think he's gonna make the roster by any chance. It would kind of suck to take him in a, in the draft, you know. Um. Oh, Tatum's down. Um. Oh shit! They're they got him beating it now. <laughs> he's not even playing. Um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of strange that they take him because he's like a statue in the, from what I've read, he's like a statue in the pocket and the two guys ahead of him are not Mariota. And yeah, that's true. I always forget Mar. I just keep forgetting Mariota's on this team, but, uh, yeah. Mariota and Jalen Hurts are not statues. So like, it, it's kind of interesting, but, uh, yeah, it is. who knows? Maybe you're right. Or maybe they, they, maybe they finally say we'll take three quarterbacks because they like what's in between the ears. So, um. You know, 
maybe he can help, he can help in the in the film room. Maybe he can help, you know, off the field kind kind of thing. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> I did I did not expect it. No, no, me neither. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens there. It's I just they just rarely carry three quarterbacks. Yeah, um, so that's why I have a feeling it's a practice squad guy. Maybe you kind of build him. And maybe he's the next backup quarterback in two or three years, whatever. Right. Um, the round seven, the last pick, defensive tackle. I don't even know how to say Moro Ajomo. Did I say that right? I have no idea. <laughs> Out of Texas. <laughs> I'm listening. You're going, you're going to the right schools. I mean, Texas, I know, hasn't been as good as they were in previous years. Yeah. But still, I mean, defensive tackle. I, I can't. I couldn't tell you a lick about this fucking guy. I'll be right. honest. I'll be honest with you. Not me either. Where's Chris? I need Chris. Yeah. Need Chris here. Um but the part I haven't mentioned yet is he Howie Roseman wasn't just worrying about draft picks. He was out and made, makes a day was it day three? Day two. Day, day two. three. Day, day three. three. Yeah, day yeah. three. Makes a day three trade with the Lions. Because listen, when they drafted uh when they drafted who was it, Gibbs? Uh, yes. 12th overall, everybody was like, what the hell are the, the Lions doing? What does that mean for DeAndre Swift? Well, it turns out DeAndre Swift was available for essentially a fourth-round pick, and that and that made Howie Roseman pull the trigger. For the, and not for just DeAndre any fourth-round pick. It's a 2025? Right. Yeah, it wasn't this year. It's not next year. It is the year after that, 2025 right. fourth-round pick. And, and, and a, and a seventh-round seventh pick swap, which, like, who gives a shit? Right. That kind of shows you, like, his... Uh, not like price tag, but like I don't know. Like, is that the best deal that the Detroit Lions could get? Oh, I'm sure it was. I mean, why why take it if it wasn't? I'm saying that's a little concerning. That's all. Well, um, I t- teams don't value running backs all that highly, and like the fact that like he, you know, he's kind of an injury. Can you use the word injury well, they, prone? They, they, yeah, I, well, I mean, they value a running back enough to take him twelve. Like, true, you know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. I, I was looking at his numbers today. I thought he was a lot better than what I expected. Um, he's never. He's only rushed over 600 yards once. Um, that could just be because I didn't look at how many games he's played the last three years. I know he. I know he was a little hurt last year, but he's a guy that catches the ball. Something that the Eagles um, really only had Kenny Gainwell. And he didn't really do it much last year. Um, yeah, DeAndre Swift is a much better player oh, sure. than Kenny Gainwell. Oh, oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, no, I I you know, I I think it's I think it's the perfect mix of Penny Swift. Swift isn't gonna get more than fifteen carries a game, if that. Um you have Penny as the bru- the bruiser, Gainwell as, as another gadget guy. Uh, and then I guess that fourth spot's between Sermon and Boston Scott, and we know how much this team loves Boston Scott, even if you use him two times a year. I was gonna say, well, I mean, you play the Giants twice a year, so I'd rather Boston right. Scott. He's gonna give you more value than than uh, than Trey Sermon. Sermon, but, yeah. But so it's Swiss rookie year. He played thirteen games. Uh, his second year, he played thirteen games, and then this past season, he played fourteen games. Right. So. Yeah, I mean he's he's missed what three three last year three games last year. Well, yeah. It seems like it, it was more to be honest with you. It, it doesn't feel like he's only, he's played fourteen games, but right average average five and a half yards a carry. Um, 
And then if you put him behind this line, I mean, you know what I mean? Right. It's uh No, absolutely. It's it's, it's going to be dangerous if he stays healthy. Plus, I don't think they're going to be running the ball a lot anyway. Uh like I just think they're going to be up like 20 25 every game, so. Right. It's um, so much fun when the Eagles are good, man. Dude, I, seriously. And l- listen, like I get it, there's still concern about like defense and um, you know, the second day, who's playing safety? Is it one of the rookies? Can you count on the rookie? What's you know? There's questions on the defense, but this offense is going to be so fun to watch. Yeah, no, absolutely so fun to watch. And they're young, like both sides of the ball. It, it, it's totally. you know, on the offensive side, AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, um, DeAndre Swift, Swift yeah. Smith, Devontae Smith, uh, um, Dallas Goddard, like. God is your oldest guy, and he's what twenty six, twenty seven. In terms of like skill position players, yeah, 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 problem. Yeah. Uh, eight. Uh, it's either him or AJ Brown. I don't know. I think they were the same draft, right? Were they? Dallas yeah. Goddard's oh twenty. God. Okay, yeah, he's definitely oldest then. Yeah, is AJ Smith's what? Um, twenty five ish. AJ Brown's like 25, 20, 26, 27 ish. Oh, what is AJ Smith? I mean AJ Brown. Yeah. Uh, it's twenty five, yeah. Okay. Um, and then Devontae's like twenty two, probably twenty three. So, yeah, it's probably twenty three. Twenty four. Yeah. So, it, it, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't go tight end in this draft because uh, they took when when Selleck was twenty seven, twenty eight, they took Ertz. Yeah. When Ertz was twenty seven, twenty eight, they took Goddard. Um, tight end factory, man. I just you know I just kind of <laughs> kind of thought it was gonna happen. And and it seemed like there were a decent amount of like good tight ends in this draft too. Yeah, yeah, it was a very very good tight end draft, very very yep. good one. Yep. Um, the kid from Notre Dame slipped a little bit. Uh, the kid from Georgia slipped a little bit too. A lot of a lot of people, a lot of um people thought the Eagles would would, would try to try to take him in, but because of the Georgia it, guy, Pittsburgh had a great draft. Um. Yep. And they, I think they took him. I think they took Washington, but uh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a couple a couple really good tight ends, which I like to see honestly. Uh, speaking of tight ends, Will Levis's girlfriend, <laughs> sister, by got good, good looking people over there. All the above, uh, yeah, all the above. What a, what a transition by me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> any other takeaways from like the draft as a whole, though? It was uh, it was um, a real interesting draft. I will say that. Like, I don't know if there's any spectacular players that come out of the draft, but it, I thought it was a very interesting draft the way things fell. In terms for the Eagles or everybody, or like everybody, just, just every just yeah. the first round, I thought was. Kind of entertaining because yeah. things happened that people really weren't expecting. I I I think you're going to disagree with me, and I know I'm pretty sure Chris would too. But I actually think uh, I think Levis is going to be a player. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Really? Yeah, I have nothing to base that off of other than okay. the fact that I think uh, I I don't love where he went either. Um, Tennessee. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think there's something there's something in me that just sees like like this kid looks like a player. Uh like talent's a whole other thing, but like, sure. I I think he needs. I uh, I think like there's one thing to be confident, and there's another thing to be arrogant and cocky. He doesn't seem like. I don't know. I don't love the head that he has on his shoulders. See, I disagree. I'm the total opposite. Okay. I actually, I actually kind of like the way he took that that first night. Like to me, that 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 meant like. 
I actually I actually kind of like what's in between the ears a little bit. I could be totally wrong. I, I don't know. I don't I didn't watch a second. Oh, like it's it's, football, it's your it's so. the moment you've been waiting for to get drafted. Wouldn't you want to be there for day two? Like I like But he's not the only guy that did that. I not like there's four know. other guys, only one guy showed up. Yeah, but Plus, quarterback quarterback's a whole other thing, I think. But in his defense, he said that that he had other commitments to do. Um he for, from what he said was he would have been there if he didn't have other commitments to take care of. Whether uh, that's he, a lie or yeah, truth, because I don't the, know. Before the draft, they asked him about you know if he would go to the the draft. He said, "Well, only if I'm going to be like a top pick. I don't want to sit there all night and not get my name called." I mean, who does though? <laughs> no, no, I get it, but I don't know. I got you. I hear you. I, I like I said, I've nothing and, and to base it, it off of other than watching him in the draft room and and the way he. Um, composed himself and took that. And he, he's very bad at decision-making. He puts mayo in his coffee. Bust right there. <laughs> <laughs> Bust written all over him. <laughs> I think I'm I'm a little delayed. Uh, how much time you got on the clock? 155. 153? I'm 145. Okay. So, it's, I mean, not looking... No, it's not looking great. For the at least at 144, it's not looking great. <laughs> All right. Go play by Maxi. Yeah. See. Was that offensive fail? Yep. It's a great, great podcast we got. We're just watching yeah. into this game. Yeah. Um. The, the, the refs are talking it over. See if it should be offensive or defensive. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Um, yeah, what do, what do you want? I don't know. Where, where are we going with this now? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't we know. Got, I mean, we're, I think we're done Eagles talk, right? Yeah. Talked about talked about the Phillies. I mean, we could kind of get into the Sixers. and. Yeah, I uh, watching this game, I don't I, – they're obviously playing as well as they can without Embiid, but yep. like – and they're shooting the lights out. But, like, yep. um, I think it's honestly more concerning for Boston the way that they played defense tonight. <laughs> Like, oh, like, right. like that's the thing is like, like it, you, sh- it, you kind of see how important B is defensively because Tatum and, and Brown can't get theirs at the rim, but like Maxi, Maxi kind of, I was upset with him in the first half, but because like, because like every, every time, every time they play the Boston, he just is terrified to shoot the ball. And like, he does a lot of this. Yeah. Like getting to the rim and like. I don't know if you saw the stat in ten career regular season games, he averages eight points against the Celtics. Really? Yeah. I wonder why. Like, I wonder what the I, correlation is. It for some reason against really good teams, he doesn't play well, and yeah. it's not even so much that it's not even so much that he doesn't play well. He just doesn't shoot. He doesn't. He he kind of has. It seems like he kind of has like this inferior, um, mentality. But. Sorry, they're making the call now, but I have it on mute. Yeah. So I can't hear what they're saying. Um, yeah, I I think you'll um. I think I think they a blocking foul. Yeah, it, yep. it count it counted because we have the score up. If you're watching yes. on YouTube or watching live, I'm trying not to look Twitter. at it. Yeah, we have the score up top left, and it's kind of that that's that's ahead of me because that changed before they changed it on my on what I'm watching. So yeah, um, I'm really trying hard not to look at it. Also. Right. If it comes down to like a final shot, don't 
Don't react because I want to. <laughs> I won't. But uh, I think if they do lose this game, like I like I imagine going in, they thought we won't play Embiid until we lose a game. Like I think I think if they lose this game, you'll see him game two. I agree with that. Uh, also, too, I coming. Come, I saw somebody today. I think if they come out one one coming at home, coming home for game three, I'm I'm a stat. I'm ecstatic. Like I'm ecstatic. Like. I, uh, but I, I kind of thought tonight was going to be more like a James Harden 23 piece, Tobias Harris 18 piece. Um, Harden almost had that in like the first fucking hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just, I maxi with 20, like, and they just somehow win the game. But yeah, this, 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 you oh, can't have that. Yeah. You got to get the rebound. Yep. See, that this is the problem when they play small. Yeah. You got it. You got to come up with that rebound late. Yeah. I mean, hopefully this is the last week we have to see Doc Rivers play. Or I'm sorry, Glenn Rivers. <laughs> I'm hoping not, man. I'm I'm hoping uh, hoping we win a series here. Yeah. Well, let's see. With without Embiid, I think they have zero chance to win the series. Um, right. with Embiid fully healthy, they have a chance, but it's not a guarantee. No, 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 with, absolutely not. With Joel Embiid at wow, what's he at fifty percent? Like, I think it's going to be really hard for them to, my, to win. This my my thing is like, look at the where the, the way they're playing tonight. And again, you're, you're probably never going to see hard to play like this again offensively. Yeah, but like, how, how many points does he have currently? But like, my thing is, is if Embiid is in there playing defense, like I don't think they they go this crazy either. Like the Celtics defense, like I think it's a totally different game. What, yeah. What, oh no, yeah. I'm sure it is. Um, <laughs> Hardy's dropped 42 tonight. Yeah. Also, Maxie. like, the officiating's been terrible tonight, man. Yeah. Especially in the first half. They didn't have a free throw until, like, four minutes in the third quarter. Yeah, I saw. But, it's, I mean, I hate, like, blaming officials. No, 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 that's not why yeah. they, they lose. I'm just saying it's just, it's just. Yeah, Harden with 42, Maxi with 24. Harris with eighteen. Melton had a nice game, seventeen points yeah. in only tw- only twenty four minutes. What, what's his, he? Did he even miss a three tonight? I, I, he was on fire from three. Melton five for six. Yeah, on fire from three. Yeah, Maxi two for nine from three. Yeah, that was that was mostly in the second half too. I don't think I don't think uh, I, only, I think he only took like two or three shots, like actual like jump shots, in the first half. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of like go like I think they played well in zone without Embiid, like yeah. defensively. I think that's really helped. But it's just it's tough to beat this team because the Celtics are big, and the Sixers are playing small right now because you have to. Or not small, but Paul Reed's not right. like, a, like a a big guy. No. And now the podcast just turned into like a watch along, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a live a live viewing party. Um, Dude, I can't look at this. I keep looking at this screen. I right, keep myself on that. Here, there you go. I'll remove it for all you. Right. All right. Thanks. <laughs> it's like temptation. I know. <laughs> like, I, know. I kept looking like, at it too. Trying not to look. I know. Oh, he hits I also both can't. Of these. I know that. I also can't. Yeah, I also can't react because I know that I'm like ten seconds ahead of you. Yeah. I'm at fifty-seven point one right now. Did uh, so I, obviously I'm not like tapped into the NBA that much. Did, is 
Did Jalen Brown like hurt his face or something? That's why he's wearing that mask. I don't know what happened to him, honestly. Uh, he must have. I've never seen. I've he's never not seen him wear that before. <laughs> we, and I'm, why do some players do it just like precautionary? I've now. Nah, I've yeah. never seen him wear that. Like who was it? Was it nah, Ben Wallace think... wore it all the time? No. Um. The, uh, Rip Hamilton. Rip Hamilton. Did he play for Detroit? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh my god! I can't believe. Oh my god! <laughs> I guess I was gonna react, but I couldn't do it. You're making this game very unenjoyable. Did they steal this game? Well, I mean, listen, the Celtics are going to have another shot to do something. My thing like, like with Embiid, though, is like if Wednesday comes, like is Wednesday really going to be any different than Friday? No. So like win or lose, I, I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Play them. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so what was it? It was a, a ligament uh, sprain or something. Uh, an LCL, yeah, something yeah, like that. I don't know. Like, it's not a doc. Well, there's there's an ACL, an MCL, and an LCL in your knee. Um, right. I know because I tore my MCL once. Um, okay. So there's so the LCL is a ligament in your knee, but I in order I mean the fact that he's saying he's doubtful and he's going to play at some point it seems like makes me think it's not a full tear where he needs surgery. I think it's a sprain. Yeah. So yeah, so it's probably yeah, it's probably either a slight tear mm-hmm. or a sprain, which isn't even a tear. Uh, or not, not, not a spray. Sprain is a tear. A strain is in a tear. It could be one or the other. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. But you're right. I mean, Wednesday or Friday, it's probably gonna hurt the same. It's not right. gonna be any more healed two days later. You know what I mean? No. Unless, yeah. Because like you're not you're not gonna go three nothing to the Celtics team without Embiid. I don't think. Right. So it's not it's not like they're hoping to hold him out of lineup and to like, beat the Celtics without Embiid, and that gives them more time to get healthy for round three. This, you can't back on that. This game has been so weird because it's if if the Celtics play like a little bit better defense, they're probably up twenty. Like, <laughs> you know, like, dude, they, they going into the in the halftime, they they shot they shot seventy five. Jesus Christ, they shot seventy five percent. So like, um, oh wow, okay, yeah, they shot they shot seventy five percent. You should be up twenty points by that point. It, it's just they're playing really sloppy defense and like really lazy defense. So like. Honestly, if they play a little bit good defense, they're they're probably up big. Same thing with the Sixers. If the Sixers had him beaten, it's probably a totally different game. Yeah, Tobias just basically threw Tatum into the fifth row. Yeah, that's definitely a foul. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's a good player, Tatum. Was that the that was a Fultz draft, wasn't it? Yes, I I think he's a good player. I think he's he thinks he thinks he's cut from the Kobe like cloth. Oh sure, he's yeah, not. yeah. But still, still a damn good player. Yeah, he's a good player. Think I, I he's not. I'm not all there with him, but like, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to watch this well, game. Yeah, we're all distracted. I'll tell you, this yeah. podcast is turning into just a watch party now. Yeah, yeah. Twenty five yeah. seconds left. Yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get one more shot left. Now, do you wait for the for the buzzer to try to leave them as little time as possible? Wait, or wait, no? wait. I'm- Wait, hold on. Don't say anything. I'm not. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's a fucking clutch hit. You know what? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen this James Harden in Houston. Like people are saying, oh, he's, no, he's, he's definitely Houston. this guy. He's Houston Harden. Not in the playoffs. He was never. Yes, this he guy. was. Go look no, at his numbers. He, no, he was. Go look at his numbers. Not Go look at his numbers. maybe maybe putting up numbers, but clutch that like that's a fucking no, gigantic. No, this shot. this has always been harder. Nah, this is not a, no, it hasn't. 
dude, you don't, bullshit. you never, you've never, you don't watch it. So how do you bullshit. know? Because I'm listen, I'm telling you, he's, he's just a flat out choke artist. I, I, I commend you for sticking to the bit. I, I, <laughs> I, I respect it. But no, he he has been clutch. It's just he doesn't do it for seven games because he doesn't have another guy with him. Like he never had another. Chris Paul comes up so small in the playoffs. Like he's the only other guy he's ever had. Like you're kind of hoping this time it's it's. This is what I've been saying since he's gotten here last year. Is you get to the playoffs and you need a guy next to Embiid that when Embiid isn't in the game or isn't hitting his shots because it's tough to do for seven games, just yeah. like we've seen for Harden. There's only been Kobe and Michael Jordan and with that, that have done that for seven games. So like my, like I've been saying it, you need a guy who can hit shots, big shots, clutch shots, the opposite of what and beat is as a player, a guy that could facilitate and hit threes. You need a guy like that to, to when, when Embiid is not in or not, not playing well. Harden has averaged 28 points in the playoffs total with uh, the Houston. Yeah, that's really good, though. It's, oh, it's really good. But he's dropping. He had 45 tonight. Wow. 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 Who was that out on? I don't know. I think it was Boston. Yeah, it was Boston. So it's Sixers ball? Yeah. I was surprised they didn't call a foul on that, to be honest with you. 4.6. 4. I have. Yeah, that's what I have, too. That's... There was no foul. <laughs> No, though, you didn't think it was a foul him driving nah. the basket? Maybe nah. the angle I saw was bad then. Wow. Could you imagine they steal this game? Yeah. That's two great nights for Boston right there. Two, two great nights in a row. <laughs> for the city. You know what? Yeah. Fuck Boston. They've had enough fucking I, success dude, in, their, it, in, their, oh, in their... Did you see history. that asshole from Barstool that said, like, that Boston, that Boston is... Um, um, uh, what, uh, what did he say? He basically said, it? "Like, do you remember?" Um, he reacted last night. He was there. Did you see? Did you see them react to the to the to the Bruins losing? No, there were like four or five guys. He's a blonde haired dude. He, uh, I've seen him before. He does like podcast. He does a podcast with, um, wow, unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. The Sixers win the game. Like, win game one. Um, he does. He does a podcast with. I forget his name. I, I I I'll look it up. But um, he basically was saying like like Boston is the is the uh, like um like the the the, the city that like oh not always loses. But like I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Like you you have how many Super Bowls? Right. How many you, you Stanley Cups? How many NBA Finals championships? Like take take the. Out of the four major sports, take the one that has won the least in Boston. Who would you even say? That right, was? I the dude, Bruins. I, the Celtics have won a shit ton. Yeah, the Patriots have won eight. Or the Red Sox. It's probably the Red Sox. It's probably the Red Sox. They didn't uh, win for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Maybe the Red Sox. So how many have they won? Three, four. Oh, now I'm gonna Google. Huh? But like, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, even if it is three or four, it, it's. It was in this lifetime, like it, it was in within the last twenty years. It wasn't like right. they won in nineteen eighty or nineteen nineteen sixty five, and like they haven't won since. Like it, it, they've won in the last twenty years. So oh four, hold on. Oh seven. So the Red. I was gonna say. So the Red Sox. I'm, I'm not even gonna count nineteen eighteen and prior. No. So they won no. in oh four, oh seven, thirteen, and eighteen. So that's four. All right. Yeah. Let's 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 take the Bruins since the year two thousands. Hold on. The year I'm going to say since the year 2000, 
They only have one, don't they? I think they have one. I think it was 2012. Yeah. 2011. Something like that. Um, 2011, I think. Uh, Stanley Cups. Yeah, 10-11. But, I mean, it's... So, but how, how many do they have overall? Bruins? Yeah. Uh, six. And the Red Sox have five overall? The Red Sox have, no, 1903, 1912, 1950, 1960, 1980, 1980, 1980, yeah, 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 so I yeah, so you finally have a little bit of misfortune. Right. Whoop the fucking do. I'm I'm sick and tired of seeing a little asshole that, that holds a sign every every parade. This is my third parade. This is my fifth parade. I was twelve my last parade. I'm now fourteen. I'm now right. sixteen. I'm yeah. now seventeen. I'm now eighteen. I'm now twenty. Yeah, this is my sixteenth parade. I'm twenty years old. Yeah. Fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. You probably get bored going to them at this point. Yeah, seriously. I want to get bored. Right. So I'm I, I'm tired of. I'm tired yeah, of I just yeah, I don't want to hear it. I'm glad I. Boston is my second city. Boston is my second home. I love the city. I hate their sports. Dude, it made me so happy watching the Panthers Boston game last night. Yeah. and they score oh. that overtime goal, and they show the crowd, and they look yeah. fucking devastated. Yeah, it was wonderful I, to watch. I, I've said this on the show before that I that I don't hate the Bruins. Um, I don't particularly like enjoy them either i just don't hate them the way that some so that i probably should but um i don't hate the bruins themselves i just hate the the four sports in boston i don't hate the red sox <laughs> i don't hate the red sox well i i don't hate the red I sox. hate the patriots i no, hate the, i, I hate the celtics it's funny i don't hate the patriots um i'm not the Patriots. i don't hate the red sox either because like i actually grew up like liking the red sox like yeah the the, the 04 Team like it was it was super fun, um, but they just won so much. Not yeah, the Red Sox won four since oh four or whatever. But they uh, the the city just won so much. I just I'm yeah, tired of this. I'm agree. tired of the city. I I actually I actually do like there are a few teams that I do really like. Like this year, I really like the Orioles. But like um, Orioles are fun. The they do they remind me. We're getting totally off topic here, but. Uh, they kind of remind me. They kind of remind me of like the like 2006, 2007 Phillies, like a drafted team that is gonna bring in free agents next year probably, and really compete. Like Rutschman is is unbelievable. Mount Castle is really good. Santander's been struggling, but I think he's a nice player. Um, Austin Hayes is really good. Uh, um, um, who, 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 the, the the Matt Holiday son. Jackson Holiday, he's. I didn't know um, he was on that. He was on our team. He he's a prospect. He prospect? He's the number oh, one okay. pick. Yeah, he's he's the top prospect in baseball. Gunnar Henderson's coming into the into the this year as the top prospect in baseball. Like, I think they're gonna be really good. I, I mean, they're probably like the 0506 Phillies right now yep. in my eyes. Like they're two three years away from being really really good, and they're a drafted team. But they're fun. I mean, they're fun. I mean, even yeah, Cedric Mullins. Like Cedric Mullins is a damn good player, having a really good year, having him on fantasy. Yeah. Um, but you even look at like even the Pirates are doing yeah. some things that are good. Like they're winning games. They're fun to watch, 
and they lose O'Neill Cruz, and they're still right. like they're they're still winning games. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you have but, uh, the, then you have the A's that are just a fucking dysfunctional mess. Yeah, it gives me uh, it gives me an, a, a a more of an excuse to go to Vegas in a couple of years. So <laughs> it's true. Yep. Not that you needed it, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. If watching the A's play baseball is your reason for go to Vegas, right. then you know. I'm gonna have to reevaluate a couple things. But, <laughs> right, exactly. Um it, it's a it's a cool perk though. Totally, totally. It, it's what honestly, dude, if you asked me, like if I could only somebody asked me this last week, uh if you could pick so like when they move there, if you could pick only two games to go to with those three sports franchises there, which two would you go to? I really think I would do the the eight well who, i don't know if the a's are going to stay the a's i hope they do but uh i'm going to say the a's and the, and the and the knights honestly really you're not picking yeah, raiders huh i'm not huh i mean it's going to be tough to not pick raiders but like i don't know man everything i see at that vegas um the you know with, yeah well everything i see i with think that they're number i think they're number one because like every i mean they're it's just an event like they're they well, put on a really good show the only reason it's not number one for me is because I'm trying to do every baseball stadium. Right, and no, I get so, it. So, like, if I had to pick, it's probably, even if it's the O and 162As, but, like, yeah, I, I think I think I would bypass a Raiders game. Yeah. Because, like, you can't go when they're all playing, right? I mean, it'd have to be um, I mean, October. This is playoff <laughs> yeah. yeah. baseball, and the A's yeah. aren't going to get there for a long time. Right. So. Did you see that thing? Uh it was on Twitter. It was if the A's just kept everybody, like what their lineup would be. I didn't. Is it any good? Like I know Stop. people. I know people do that to the Marlins because the Marlins had like All Star after All Star after you know after the fact or whatever. But yeah, with the A's lineup. Um, I'm trying to think who did they have. Starling Marte, I know, led off. Okay. Uh, I want to try to find it. Oh, here it is. Ready? Starling Marte leading off in right field. Marcus Semien playing second. Matt Chapman playing third, okay. Matt Olson playing first, Sean Murphy catching, Max Muncy DH, Connor. Yeah, that. I think they drafted him. It, he, okay. His rookie year was in Oakland, and they traded him. Um, Mark Connor is that his name? Yep, yep. In left field, Joey Wendell at shortstop, and Trace Thomas in center field. I don't know that last name, but the rest he of plays it. for the Dodgers. He was the guy hit hit like earlier this year. He hit like three home runs in one game. Okay. It's actually Clay Thompson's brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that's a that's a really good lineup, though. Actually, yeah, it's it's it a is. really good lineup. I don't know what their pitching looks like, but uh, well, they had the guy that went to the Yankees. Um, what was his name? Sonny Gray. Uh, Sonny Gray was was he there? He was. I'm, he was I'm in a, the other guy that just left like last year. Manaya. Yeah. Manaya. Yeah. Manaya. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really enjoying baseball this year, man. I really am. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's you know, fun. It really yeah. is. I, especially having MLB TV, dude. Like, I, I think I've said it before. I definitely said it in the group chat, but like, like I get to watch like Angels games now. And You're like MLB TV, I'll have to yeah, get that, uh, that yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so I get to watch like Angels games, yep. um, Dodgers games, like Pittsburgh games. Like I, I'm watching a lot of Baltimore. Like it sucks because I thought I thought. This was Chicago, the White Sox year. Like I really thought they were gonna pull through, but they have a lot of issues. But like even watching them earlier this year, like the first week or two, they were a lot of fun. Like I'm just watching a lot more baseball, like than ever before. Speaking of which, did you um uh, go in the other team in uh, in Chicago, the Cubs? 
Yes. Did you see the way Drew Smiley lost his perfect game? Yes. Like a week or two ago. He ran, he ran him and the catcher ran into each other. He got tackled by his yeah. catcher. Yeah, it's, oh, that's that so sucks, man. It wasn't like the eighth, right? Yeah, yeah. Eighth, he had a perfect game going, a little dribbler down the third base line. The catcher thinks he has a play on it. The pitcher has a far better play on it. Picks up the ball, and the catcher doesn't know he's going to pick up the ball. And I don't even know yeah. if Smiley would have gotten right. him out. It would have been a really close play. I was just going to say that. It would have been a really close play, but it would have been given him more of a chance than his catcher just fucking bulldozing over him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame the ball. Yeah, it sucks. But, uh, dude, like, on my fantasy team, man, Nico Horner, like, he's been unbelievable. Yeah, he's been unreal. Um, yeah, no, it, it's it's been a lot of fun watching watching a good amount of baseball now. Like, it's, you know, I feel like I'm 12 again. Like, when I was yep. 12, I used to watch, like, every team. Like, like whenever I could. Like, ESPN or, like... What, why, what, do you, why do you so, feel like it's happening this this year? Like, is it the, it's the rules? Is the team more exciting? Like, why do you think you're back? I think it's, like, a lot more small ball, honestly. Like, I think, yeah. I think, I think the no shift and yep. the quicker games. Like, obviously, Sunday Night Baseball. Like, I've been watching a lot of Sunday Night Baseball, too. It's a little bit longer because I think, um, like, I think the average is, like, three hours for Sunday Night Baseball. But, like, that's because it's, like, a show. Like they're they're trying to the commercials are a little bit longer I feel like and like stuff like that but like the random Tuesday night Wednesday night Thursday night games it's like I don't know I just think I just think it's a lot more small ball uh it's good when your fantasy team is good so yep. <laughs> um you know so obviously I'm like selecting certain games um but yeah I don't know I I, th- I think it's definitely the small ball factor yeah. um with the no shift and and the quicker game yep totally. Dude, I I turned on the game. I think it was a Phillies game. The the Friday night, the Friday game. I think it was against the Astros, and it was like an hour in, and we were like the fifth inning or fourth inning. Yeah, like I was like, what the fine. fuck? I think they're almost too fast, but yeah, it, it oh, it's almost starting to feel like that a little bit. But I don't think I I don't think I dislike it too much. Um, but yeah, I was just I was just like I, I you know at first I was like all for it, but like. I still am for it, but I don't know. I just, I just think uh, it's going a little quicker than I, than I kind of imagined. Yeah. Are right, you ready to get out of here? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go turn on the Phillies game. So we. Yep. Will, I got it on right get now. Going. Uh, did it, this first pitch happen yet? No, no, no. It's I was pregame. Say, still got, so it's, it's, you still got like three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. dude, I, really quick, this is, um. I think the nicest stadium I've ever been to was Baltimore, but I think Dodger Stadium is my favorite stadium. Yeah. So it's 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 a lot of fun. I I love I love West Coast. I, I prefer I prefer this to be on the weekend, but I do like watching the West Coast. When I was a kid, really quick, when I was a kid, every time we went down the shore, for some reason it always felt like the Phillies played West Coast. And I would we'd come home from like the boardwalk at night. Yeah. And like turn on the TV and they would be playing the Giants or the Dodgers or the Padres or. So you're on vacation. The I don't mind the late games. Yeah. Oh like, no, it's perfect. Yeah. I gotta get up at like six a.m. and I, the game's gonna go over no, at like midnight and it sucks. It's honestly prefer. I prefer them to play West Coast when I'm on vacation because, yep. um, like I said, you come home from the boardwalk and it's like first pitch. Like it's 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 amazing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So we will get out of here. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fire Up Sports. Um, We will see everybody next Monday. See you then.